yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lose, yeah. and who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. and pay attention, Boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment still, uh, or at least according to what I'm hearing, he is getting it done. We'll check on and see what the whereabouts. I'm not sure if he's still stuck in Atlanta having such a good time. You know, he 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 really gets it in when he gets it in. Um, you see Charles Bishop. He's out doing some Christmas shopping, but he's going to try to get in here. Joshua Sims is out doing some Christmas shopping. He's going to try to get it in. So guess what? We got none other than clinical professor A.D. Drew. He's in the building, so he's going to make sure that uh, he weighs in as we navigate through the show. we got a jam-packed show with a lot of information. I'm going to try to get through and get to you as we move from football uh, to basketball. So we're going to give you some updates. Uh, week zero, if you would. Uh, Top five basketball major division for men's and women's. We have that. See what you think about that. We have the final poll release for the major division. We know what that's about, but we're going to give that. And also, we have a final release of the marching sport top five poll rankings, top 10, if you will. But we'll present both of those top five because there's no changes with uh, six through 10 in either of those polls. We'll give you top five that we should have some big time interviews for you today. So we'll check that out. Without further ado, welcome to episode 350 inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. For institutions large and small from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Yadikaville, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal to KCH 1230M studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer, multi-Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. As most universities closed up as they get into uh, the holidays, so happy holidays for everybody as you get out there and maybe get some of your late uh, Christmas shopping done. Uh, Merry Christmas to those who celebrated. Happy Kwanzaa as we get into that next week. Uh, and just a great happy holidays. Be safe. As we know, this winter mix is coming in here for a lot of folks, so we'll see what that looks like uh, as we move forward. Getting this mix a little bit, uh, let me go with you, A.D. Drew. How are you doing today? Doing fine, my brother. Doing fine. Uh, just uh, being lazy, man, for lack of a better word. You know, off work for the next uh, couple of weeks, and, you know, I can get used to this waking up getting out to bed at 10 o'clock in the morning, bro. I, I don't blame you. I get to see what that feels like tomorrow. I have snuck off and got up a little late, didn't have to take Deuce in as his uh, 
um, school year has ended for the Christmas break, but I still had to get in doing a little bit of administrative work, but that ended today. Uh, so as you see, Charles getting that last minute Christmas shopping in, did you, did you get, did you get your hand on the gift? Charles, did you get the good gift you were looking for? I, I think I did. I hope so. Well, we better hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Try to get, get it in. Mm -hmm. A lot of us out there are feeling that. How you doing today? <laughs> Doing well, man. I tell you, uh, nothing like <laughs> Christmas shopping in the gallery around this time of year. Well, it's a gift <laughs> it's for the wife and the kids, man. That's all it's, I need to know. It's a wife and the kids. It's, it's for it's for it's for everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when man, you, you kind of you big start a, you start a week late once you're you know been doing the celebration bowl, so now it's you know trying to get everything in before Christmas. So. Right, because, you know, we had that long, scurry of time where you five days. I've tried to do some things a little earlier. Um, you know, I like the packages. And I sent them in, made some order. And the thing is, is just trying to hide it around the house to make sure that nobody can get their eyes or hands on it. So that's the trouble about doing the early shopping is you got to worry about people seeing what's going on. But, you know, it is the life of luxury and how we do things around these parts. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Let's get into some of this news of the day. I'll start it off there a little late here, but we hadn't had a chance to really share with everybody. Um, and it was formally announced, NFL alumnus and MEAC Hall of Famer, Quinn Gray, named head football coach at uh, Albany State, Albany is Mike would make sure that we say it uh, in that vernacular for those folks in that area. Quinn Gray Sr. has been named the 14th head coach for Golden Rams. Statement from ASU President Marion Ross Frederick. Uh, Albany State University excited to welcome Coach Quinn Gray to the Golden Rams family. His experience in coaching as a National Football League player and student athlete has provided Coach Gray with the experience and passion to lead the Golden Rams football team as a previous submission academic compliance liaison, is also committed to academic excellence and student success. It is important that our athletes feel comfortable following a leader that will help them build character and perseverance on and off the field of competitive competition. Coach Gray will ensure the tradition continues. We're looking forward to another winning season under direction, said ASU President Marion Ross Frederick. What are y'all thoughts on the hire there, starting with you, uh, A.D. Drew? What are your thoughts on the hire? Hey, anytime a former Rattler gets a job, you know I'm I'm down for it. Uh, Quinn Gray. I like uh, that you put that in there, Steve. That's a good job. Yes. Yeah. Uh, quarterback, I believe he was there when the Rack Boys were there at Fairview. He was uh, one of the – we had three quarterbacks at that point in time that uh, threw to the Rack Boys. So he was uh, there. A uh, ton of experience. Uh, great opportunity. He's running the playoffs. Yeah, he's made runs in the playoffs. But the fact that he's from – the North Florida, South Georgia area should give him a great advantage in recruiting as he tries to keep Albany State as one of the premier programs in the SIEC. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I'm going to go to the next hire and ask your thoughts on this. And in this one, I'm going to give you, Joshua. Delaware State selects Coach Lee Hall, the lead football program at, at Delaware State. Hornets coming out of the MEAC. I know uh, you have your eyes all on that and knew what was taking place. Obviously, last stint he was over there with Howard uh, Bison. Delaware State University Athletic Director Alicia Gatson has announced the appointment of Lee Hall as the new head 
football coach of the Hornets football program, a former MEAC champion head coach. Hall brings more than 25 years of coaching experience as a professional NCAA Division I levels to the position. Hall will be formally introduced to the media and invited guests on Delaware State's campus today. Uh, that was December 20th, a couple of days ago there, uh, in terms of what that looks like. University President Troy Allen was thrilled with Hall High. Quote, Coach Hall is committed to our vision for the university and institution, committed to excellence and growth with a deep desire to dominate recruiting in the region and laser focus on winning on and off the field. We're fortunate to have him look forward to his leadership of Delaware State's football and throughout the university, end quote. Joshua, what are your thoughts on this, hire? Yeah, uh, Doc, we talked about this a little bit last night on HBCU Nightly, uh, and this, this mad dash in what we call now the MEAC North for the for the Maryland area, man, that, that greater DMV area, man, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and that hotbed of athletes that are coming out of that area, man. Uh, you know, we went back and talked about the impact that Dr. Henry Frazier III made and when he was down at Prairie View and him going out to that area and just how that area as a from a recruiting standpoint has continued to be great. Um, North Carolina Central, our best offensive lineman this year from PG County, right in Maryland. So it was wow. interesting to see, you know, the hire of Coach Hall one is a mad dash. I mean, Delaware State essentially, you know, obviously being the highest north, the most northern university in the Mideastern Athletic Conference, you know, they have to pull from places that, you know, and they have an opportunity to pull from New York and the tri-state area as well, but they have to pull those kids that are coming from Maryland. And so it is now a mad dash. You saw Delaware State took some steps forward as a program last year. Hiring the hire of Coach Hall will enhance those relationships they already have in the DMV and pull some of those kids that might be on the fence about Morgan, might be on the fence about Norfolk, might be on the fence about Howard, and he may be able to pull some of those kids to come up to Delaware State. That's not going to do anything but make the conference much deeper, and it makes Delaware State a much better program. And Coach Hall has a pretty good offensive mind as well, man. You know I'm a fan of offensive-minded coaches. <laughs> John, let, me, let, let, let me ask you this question, Josh, and, and I'm familiar with, with, with PG County uh, definitely in regards to basketball, but, but talk about uh, the football that they play up there. Yeah, man, I, I mean, I can speak specifically to the most recent history for North Carolina Central, man. Uh, two of our guys, you know, whether it's PG County or Baltimore, which from what I hear are two different, totally different countries that are even different mm. areas, <laughs> like two totally different countries from what I've heard. But, you know, two of our most recent, NF, you know, professional football players coming out of North Carolina Central. One was from Baltimore. Mike Jones played defensive back in North Carolina Central. Ended up leaving after for his graduate year and finishing his career up at Temple. Ended up playing in the NFL. Played in, and now is finishing up in the CFL. He's a CFL champion. Great Cup champion from North Carolina Central, from Baltimore. Ryan Smith from that upper Marlboro area of Maryland. Same thing. And countless and countless, many and many more players. You know, you can go back to guys like Stafford Brown, who's from that area as well, who played quarterback for North Carolina Central when we won a Division II HBCU National Championship in the early 2000s. So it's such a hotbed for football. And you look at the coaches like the Damon Wilsons of the world. You look at the coaches like the Dr. Henry Frazier of the world. You know, uh, Coach Kyle, who was there at, um, at Bowie State last year. Those guys know, man, there's some great talent, man. The DeMathas, the St. Francis of that area, like, there's some great talent in that Maryland kind of from PG to DC, you know, my best friend from high school, he went to Wilson high school in DC and he talked so much about how rough it was trying to play against schools for PG County. I used to be like, PG County, it's about for basketball. He's like, no football. So, you know, it's a hotbed, man, not only for basketball, but it also has a, 
rich football history, man. And those guys play ball up there, man. They play real good football up there. Yeah, I know Jackson State had a few guys from that Maryland area. Uh, Dejon Nugget Warren was one. Nugget, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me finish up as we get back into SWAC. UAPB names Louisiana Monroe assistant Alonzo Hampton head coach. Uh, the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff UAB Director of Athletics Chris Robinson announced Thursday afternoon that Alonzo Hampton has been named the Golden Lions' 22nd head coach, bringing him back to his home state. Warren, Arkansas native, will return one of his previous coaching stops, having been the, the Golden Lions' five season from 2006-2010 when he rose up the ranks all the way to um, defensive coordinator as well as assistant head coach, special teams coordinator, most recently under Terry Bowden at the University of Louisiana Monroe. Quote here by Chris Robinson says, quote, I am extremely excited about the new era of the Golden Lion football program and Golden Lion Nation and to all that it will bring uh, as he gets into that quote. Charles, what are your thoughts on this hire? Uh, it looks like a, a great hire for our UAPB, somebody who's familiar with the state. And as we know, uh, Arkansas uh, sends a lot of players throughout the SWAC. Uh, a Southern comes to mind. They get sent guys down to Southern Grambling uh, over to Tennessee State as well. And then you'll find some that are playing uh, uh, in the SWAC as well as at Jackson State and, and Mississippi Valley. But uh, he's one there in the state of Arkansas. Uh, very familiar with the landscape in regards to winning back-to-back uh, high school championships. He's had this uh, long career in terms of uh, doing the college ranks thing, if you will, around various FBS schools. So he brings a wealth of knowledge to UAPB. So we'll see, can he bring UAPB back into the upper echelon into the SWAC? My Good favorite points, hires Rick. thus far in this circuit, this has been my favorite hire thus far, Coach Hampton coming back mm-hmm. home to Arkansas. That's been my favorite hire thus far, man. And Coach Gwen Gray, so Albany State was great, too, but so far, this has been my favorite one, Doc. Good stuff. Great for sharing that. Last thing here before we get in this break, HBCU Legacy Bowl announces coaches for the 2023 game, which comes courtesy of HBCU Game Day. Uh, the Black College Football Hall of Fame uh, announced the head coaches for the second annual HBCU Legacy Bowl. The CIAA and the MEAC, the SIAC and the SWAC will each be represented by its coaching staff. Both teams will have two co Head coaches, players from the CIAA and the MEAC will make up Team Gaither. The team is named after legendary Florida A&M University football coach Jake Gaither. Uh, as you know, the coaches of Team Gaither are Richard Hayes, Jr., Fayetteville State University, and Trey Oliver, North Carolina Central University. Players from the SIAC <laughs> and SWAT will make up Team Robinson. The team is named after legendary Grambling State University football head coach Robinson. The coaches for Team Robinson are Chennis Berry, Benedict College, and Eric Dooley of Southern University. Uh, pretty awesome to see what's going on there. The statement from NFL quarterback legend and Black College Football Hall of Fame co-founder is James Shaq Harris. We quote, we are proud to have four outstanding coaches who exemplify the spirit, leadership, and tradition of HBCU football. Statement from Super Bowl uh, 22 MVP and Black College Football Hall of Fame co-founder Doug Williams. I like how they put that uh, Super Bowl MVP in there. Quote, we're very lucky to have quality, well-rounded men to lead and coach our all-stars, end quote. The 2023 HBCU Legacy Bowl will take place on Saturday, February 25th, 2023 uh, at the Tulane University Yeoman Stadium in New Orleans, Louisiana. Partners of the game include Adidas, All-State Sugar Bowl, Coors Light, National Football League, New Orleans Saints, State Farm, the state of Louisiana, Pro Football Hall of Fame, Coca-Cola, and 15 
uh, and the Mahomes uh, Foundation, Riddle, uh, Home Depot, and Zebra Technology, uh, to name a few of those sponsors that are getting it on there. With that being said, let's get into our first break. We'll be right back on the other side. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left. So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. We have none other than Joshua Sim Senior, and he's extremely excited. Uh, and proud as he would. I promised all you all that I would get you this interview, uh, work Lord and home, and we got none other than uh, HBCU champ, North Carolina Central, MEAC champion, Celebration Bowl champion. Hey, let's just do it. Do it right. The champ is here. The champ is here. Congratulations. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Oh, doing well. As he led North Carolina Central to feed the Jackson State uh, once undefeated, now one loss as they uh, improve to 10 and 2, 4 and 1 in the conference race as they get it done and earn Dr. DeVille's major division football poll ranking for the final year as they are officially national champions. And I'm sure they'll get those accolades with many poll rankings. Uh, but they rose up the tra- uh, champion trophy. How you doing, Coach Hall? Man, I'm blessed, brother. I'm good. I'm good. I just got one little problem. Uh, so focused on the game. I haven't done any Christmas shopping, 
So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure some things out on, on this end before wifey be in the transfer portal. <laughs> I, I know that well. I know that feeling well. <laughs> Coach, uh, Bishop was on the show late as he was trying to get back from doing some Christmas shopping. So many of us can relate. Uh, uh, we're going to have to fight this frigid weather to make sure we're not in the transfer portal either. But in seriousness, obviously you got a chance to take a deep breath or whatever on the plane back as we saw that. But then all of a sudden you got the early signing period, Christmas around. Have you had a chance to kind of take a deep breath and, and just exhale a little bit? A uh, little bit, man. A little bit. Uh, good, good. Uh, signing day was a little, little crazy. Um, we were on a lot of guys and uh, we signed five, but, you know, those other guys that weren't quite sure, uh, things changed. The price went up after this weekend. So, uh, mm. you know, some of those those uh, guys that we were on, um, some other things have, have opened up. So uh, those high school coaches that, that weren't answering the phone and returning the phone calls, uh, they tone is a whole lot different now. <laughs> it's real. That's what happens when you get that champion cigar. Shout out to you. Uh, it's real talk, though, in regards to how fast and how quickly things change. Uh, Well-deserved. With that, let me go to you, Joshua. Uh, go ahead and ask the follow-up question, please. Man, you know, one one part of this is is me just holding back the excitement, man, to have, you know, uh, one of my OGs on here, uh, you know, and, and inside of the North Carolina Central family. You know, that's how we've done it. That's how we've always done it. The guys who came before us, you know, we, we have the utmost respect uh, you know, for us, when we were in that transition into Division One, they gave us a hard time, but it was for good reason. And so, you know, you have to earn that respect. So, Coach, you know, talk just a little bit about, you know, the respect component, you know, that we feel like now uh, being on, on the top of the mountaintop that we feel like we kind of garner. I know we don't feel like we got all the respect yet, but, you know, how does it feel now with us being on the top of the mountaintop, Coach, you know, Having that respect when we walk in the room, I know for myself I could stick my chest out a little bit more because of what your team and your staff did last Saturday. Right. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of it is, you know, folks just uh, they don't do their research. They don't watch film. Um, and I, I like I said, you know, over throughout the summer, you know, I thought we had a really good football team. And um, for folks not to have us in the top 10, I thought that was very disrespectful uh, for South Carolina State to be picked, I think, third after they won it last year, you know, it's like, you know, what are we doing guys? Um, but I said, our work will show, our work will speak for itself. And, um, you know, we, we, we had a terrible game against Campbell. Uh, we lost to South Carolina state. We just played bad against South Carolina state, man. I can't take anything away from those two programs. You know, we lost the game, but um, at the end of the day, if you just watched us play, I thought you could obviously see us getting better, you know, throughout the year. And we had some playmakers and, you know, I don't ever want to disrespect my kids. And I always said, we don't have that star power. You know, we had a trap. We don't have the Travis Hunters and the Shadors and that. But, like, yo, if you look at Pee Wee, um, our quarterback, or Mookie, our running back, or our whole entire offensive line, it's like, you know, what don't these people see? What don't they see? And um, uh, we had a press conference down there when we got there Wednesday, and they talked about the game plan and all this time we had to prepare. And I said then, you know, we're just going to do what we do. We're not going to reinvent the wheel. Um, our philosophy here is to run the football and be physical. And uh, we didn't do anything. We had a couple of little trick plays, but like our run game was our run game. And that's what we've been doing all year, relying on our big guys up front. And um, we're big and athletic. 
And a lot of times you don't see, you know, that combination up front. But um, I don't have to speak on it, man. And that's not me. I, you know, I ain't, you know, big, you know, I don't brag and all that other stuff. I'm, you know, I try to stay as humble as possible. But, um, you know, I think I work show on, on Saturday. And, and obviously rushing for 270 mm-hmm. yards. You know, when you rush for 270 against number one ranked defense in the country, um, I think that speaks volumes. So, uh, as of today, I don't have to say anything, man. Like you say, when when we step in the room, folks know who we are now. Coach Oliver, I know some of those polls out there. I just wanted to say, preseason, I had you top 10. So, you're looking <laughs> at some of the wrong polls. Now, I might have had you too low. I'll say that. But I did have you top 10. So, make sure you check out our poll and get it out there and tell them to put it in the media guide. Because we certainly going to have you high next year. Well, listen, if you ain't have us one, you were wrong, too. <laughs> and Doc, and Doc, and, and Doc. Uh, pull it up and show. I want everybody to see, because people get these short memories. And I know the ones you're talking about, and you're right. They were wrong for that. I just want everybody to know. Tune in to us. We know what we're talking about. We we had them up there uh, in terms of number one. But I'll talk about preseason. We'll get that back up. Go ahead, Charles. That's a follow-up question. Well, uh, Coach, I, I want to say formally uh, as a Jackson State guy, Jackson State alum, congratulations. Uh, Thank you, man. You guys uh, went out and you took the game to Jackson State. Uh, and I want to ask a little bit about, about the, the game plan uh, going into this game. Uh, you mentioned it. You ran for 270 yards against the number one team, uh, number one defense in the nation. What is it that you saw about Jackson State's defense that you thought that you could uh, – continue to run the football, especially uh, they had great success against Campbell in terms of stopping him from running the ball. Right. Well, I, th- I think people got scared when they see, um, first of all, the talent that Jackson had, uh, first and foremost. And then, and then secondly, when they load the box uh, and play press man on the perimeter, a lot mm-hmm. of folks just want to, you know, take shots. Oh, we got one-on-one press, let's check and throw the fade. And so many times you see folks wasting downs. And I thought that was one thing that, that Southern did was, you know, they, they kept trying to take shots, and now it's second and ten. So our, 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 our game plan was, you know, to run the ball, even if it's an ugly two or three yards, let's take that. But I do know this, uh, as a defensive coach, you know, when you blitz, you don't have a second level to the defense. Uh, so if that thing hits, you know, you know, you're back on the third level immediately. And um, the big thing that, that I saw on film was those guys do a great job. Jackson State's uh, D-line. Uh, a strainer. Their second and third mm. effort was amazing all year long. Uh, the hole would be there, and then you would see somebody fall off one of those D linemen, you know, into the gap and make the play. Um, so, you know, we really challenged the offensive line like, yo, you got to strain. Uh, you know, it's not about the initial surge, it's about mm. finishing the block. And because um, if, you, if, you, if you take one or two steps and then, you know, relax, they're going to fall off and make plays. And um, that's what I thought the difference was was like our guys, you know, tried to maintain blocks, stay on the guys and finish. And uh, our, our running backs did a great job of getting to the second level. And the receivers were blocking on the perimeter. And, and that helps. And, and when you're a man defense, after that thing gets on the second level, you know, you don't have, you don't have a level to the defense. So that was, that was the gist of it. Um, I thought their secondary was unbelievable. Um, I forget his name now. The other corner, number four? Nugget. Yeah, Nugget. Oh. Uh, He's a dude. His technique, um, he's better. I, I think, like, tech, tech, with his technique and fundamentals, I thought that he was a 
and people going to go at me about this, but I thought he was like a better player right now than Travis Hunter. Uh, Travis Hunter is definitely far more talented, but like when you see like Nugget, ain't nobody getting on top of him or beating him on the inside and all that stuff. Um, once Travis understands the technique and just doesn't rely on his athletic ability, you know, he's mm. going to be unreal, but um, they, they, they're talented, man. They got a great football team. Coach, take me inside what I thought would have been was the play of the game, and it was a fake punt because I thought sustaining that drive really wore down Jackson's, Jackson State's defense even more. But what did you all see? Uh, how did that play develop? Right. Well, we talked about the, those middle eight minutes, um, the last four the second half and the first four, uh, the last four the first half and the, the uh, first four the second half. Um, so, you know, we, we uh, sputtered and, you know, of course, backed up. You know, they're not expecting fake punt at that point. You know, once you get around midfield, everybody's talking about watch the fake, watch the fake. So uh, you've got to be able to call those plays and understand mm. that, yo, it's high risk, high reward. You know, if we, get, if we don't get it and, and don't execute, they're going to get the ball in the 30-yard line, um, one first down there in scoring position. So uh, we had worked it. We knew it was there. Um, um you know, and we we worked that thing all year long, and we just hadn't, you know, hadn't needed it. But uh, shoot, I had another one for him too, though. I had another one coming. <laughs> I mean, you you guys, you, you seem to play your hunches at the perfect time. Whether uh, you're talking about the fake punt or the Philly special, or I, I believe there was another play in the first half where you're able to get a a, a big first down to sustain a drive. But I mean, uh, it was a masterfully called game, and. Uh, you dialed the, the right buttons at the right time. Yeah, and, you know, when they're in – you playing, all, you know, a lot of man-to-man, a lot of times you don't account for the quarterback uh, out in the backfield. So that was one that – you know, we had several of them dialed up uh, that we had in our repertoire, but uh, we hit the one early, the, the reverse pass to Pee Wee, our quarterback, and then, um, of course, the, the Philly special deal at that uh, for the two-point. And uh, we've worked that all year. I can't, you know, say enough about it. I will say this. Um, I called all the offensive plays during the game. So my <laughs> offensive coordinator, Matt Leone, I demoted him. He was just like coaching quarterback. So these other schools out here, don't be calling, checking for Matt Leone. He did that. <laughs> no, but I mean, bo- bo- both of my quarter- coordinators, man. Uh, Courtney Cord, I thought he uh, – his his philosophy is to stop the run. And if, if you can't run the ball on us uh, – it's going to be tough to beat us. I don't care how many yards you throw for. Uh, I didn't think our secondary played well, but uh, we played well enough to win the game. And, again, I'm, I'm just joking about Leone, man. He's, uh, he was with me at Southern. He's a swag guy. Mm. And um, uh, he was a quarterback coach down there when we were at Southern. But uh, he was dialing it up. You're right about that. Coach, uh, before we get out of here, I uh, wanted to talk about how young you are. Um, in them being able to get it done. One of the big things I saw in that game is how many young players uh, that made big-time plays in a big-time game. Last year, you were extremely close. Uh, people that, as you were saying, they were not really paying attention as they should be in North Carolina Central. Uh, that game was late, overtime in South Carolina State, or you would have been in the uh, Celebration Bowl last year. Um, and then you talk about this year uh, being able to get it done and finishing up everything. Uh, in some ways, ahead of schedule. With that being said, uh, as just flashed up the preseason poll to show you officially that we did have you in that top 10. We see you had it too low, but we did have you top 10. I want to make sure you 
See that Alcorn, Alabama State. <laughs> Tennessee State and okay. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> I got all I got all the AD's phone numbers. Coach, don't worry. We see we see see we can get some set up in the future. I'm gonna leave that alone, guys. Uh, but yeah, man, this, are, part, this is the top five, so you can really get in there. Okay, so I can't say give you that one, Jackson, fam, and him. I had and him, Alabama, and, and, the, and the school down the hallway, coach. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell you this right here. You you were drinking the Kool Aid, man, and I love Maynard. Yeah, Duke, you were. Right? Yeah, but yeah. they brought in thirty transfers, right? Yep. That ain't gonna do it. Ah. I'm gonna tell y'all the funny thing, man. It's these high school kids. Y'all go out here and find these high school kids that have won state championships, that are captains on their team, that that play multiple sports, that have over 3.0 GPA. Good kids. I promise you can win with them. That's the secret to the sauce. That's the sauce. Hey man, I got my phone blowing up my transfers. That's all I've been getting all day today. Nope. <laughs> well, we gonna give you the last. Was he all word? conference in his conference? Was he? Was he all conference? He all conference. We'll talk. But like, if he want a dude, nah. Yeah, groom. Mm-hmm. You said that earlier as we were doing those Monday morning conference calls. The importance of growing kids and developing and getting winners uh, in high school, and uh, obviously uh, the special sauce has been proving it's in, in the pudding. With that, let me give you the last word. Anything that you want to get out there that we didn't have. Oh man, um, I got the utmost respect for the SWAC, Jackson State. Uh, you know, I've I've had some battles with Jackson State, man. Uh, I've enjoyed all my time down there in the SWAC. Um, you know, when I, when I was at Grambling and, and Southern, and uh, we had some battles, man. I had battles with Prairie View, and uh, shoot, I'm gonna tell you this right here. When I was at Grambling uh, and Frazier was at PV, I think that was the first time Grambling lost to PV in like twenty some years. Yeah. So. You know, I've been through it. I've been through it, and uh, yes, uh, I appreciate the battles with with Common G's years and um, Coach Hughes years and all that stuff. So wow. I ain't got the, the, the most utmost nice. respect for the swag. I'm gonna tell you this right here. I'm gonna let y'all go. Sure. I was so disappointed, man. My dog, my man, Dion was one of, like my favorite players ever growing up. Mm-hmm. My first pair of sneakers won't know Jordans. Like my first expensive pair of sneakers. They were some Deion Sanders. So we go down here. I'm like, yo, this the legend. It's the GOAT, man. I bought the dag. I'll be able to kick it with him. Take a picture, too. And they won't have but shade the whole weekend, man. And the banquet, he won't even get up on stage with me and talk. He said TC, and I love TC to death. He was at Central. Uh, the press conference before, he sent Flea. Flea's my man. You know, I battled with him at, at Howard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, Brian, show your boy some love. Pre-game, all the coaches, every coach I know go out and shake hands in, in pre-game in the 50. I'm staying out there, you know. Ain't no Dion. But it's all good. We shake hands after the game. Ain't no ain't no deal. I ain't lose no sleep by any stretch. But uh, just a little disappointed, man. A little disappointed. But uh, it's Real all good, talk. man. Real talk. Appreciate you sharing that. But as we get forward, it's going to be important next year as we get a chance. I'll be back in Norfolk uh, for the preseason. and be excited as uh, I think a lot of people will have you number one next year. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see hey. being up front. What does it mean in terms of trying to repeat? It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter what they say. Like I said, you don't get rings or, tra- or trophies for being preseason. They hand True. up things out the last game of the year in December. So uh, we're not worried about where we're ranked in, in August or uh, June, July, whenever it is. Uh, it's all, all about where we are in, at the end of December. But I promise you this, we're not going to be uh, drinking our cold Kool-Aid and, and, and think <laughs> that we, we're there. Next year is another year. We're about to put this thing behind us. And we're going be be- to be a better football team next year. I'm going to be a better coach. I do enjoy, like the fact enjoy that you're cool. I, I do like the fact uh, that's a Delta. Uh, I still got that Delta water, man. <laughs> I do like the fact non conference games that you play some of those swag matchups coming down the Mississippi Valley. They're coming up a couple of years ago. Now they're coming up there this year. Um, maybe some other folks have decided to get on the schedule. Hey, listen, and they wanted to move that game up to uh, a classic, I think, like in um, Canton. Oh, yeah. or something they want to move to take the game to, man. I said, no, Valley got to come to the crib. They yeah. caught us slipping. <laughs> you they caught us slipping going down there to the Delta. And 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 Delta. I'm gonna leave that alone. They caught us slipping <laughs> and they got us. Um coach Dancy, great football coach, but he got out of there just in time. <laughs> but they won't go move that game. They gotta come to Durham, they gotta come to the nest, and um we got we got to get that right, man. We got to get Valley. Got to come see us. <laughs> Valley got to come see us. They got to get our faces back. I'm glad Dancy go. You got to get our face back, man. They got to come holler at us. <laughs> yeah, they got to come see us, man. I'm gonna get them some All chicken right, chicken for post game meal. We 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 stress this out. We won't never get him off. I appreciate <laughs> you, Coach. Man, we'll have you back on whenever you want. You got the number now. Let us know whenever you want. Get on here. I know you be grinding and getting your business, but we appreciate you sharing a little extra time with us, especially during this time of year with Chris. I wish Amazon Prime would grind like y'all do, and they could kind of give me a package in here by tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Smart move. Smart I, move. I see you soon, OG. I see you probably around February. Though. I ain't going to come see you in January. I see you around February. Come on, let us, man. You got to come see us before that, man. Right, I'll be there in January. You already know. I'll be at the School of Business, but then I'm going to swing yeah. on about a walk or two. Congratulations, Coach. Congratulations. Right, Congratulations, man. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Coach Oliver. Champions. Champions. The champions. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it rocks. From novice to aficionado. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine. All around town, trying to get
From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. <laughs> It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it runs. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know him like I know him, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to love, yes, sir, yes, sir. So listen to Professor, yes, sir, yes, sir. And pay attention, because he's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment, but we have A.D. Drew, clinical professor and Charles Bishop. But we're so excited as we have. The new head coach of Jackson State University, T.C. Taylor, 22nd head coach, uh, to be exact. How you doing, coach? 
I'm doing well. Glad to be a part of the show. Uh, I'm getting geared up for the holidays, and I, I had a big day on yesterday, so I got a big smile on my face right now. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, many of the pronostication or HBC recruiting rankings, if you would, have Jackson State number one, big star players, a couple of four stars, three stars, a championship program, high school kids coming into uh, with those rankings. Uh, amazing in terms of what you're able to do. Talk a little bit about how you were able to navigate this space about coaching, switching, and still being able to hold on to some of these kids. And some of those kids that actually got in the portal, many of them came back as well. Yeah, you know, uh, once we the, the conclusion of the Celebration Bowl, it was all go time. And, you know, for us trying to retain our student athletes and then getting that next crop of guys, you know, uh, geared up and ready to come in here. Um, I was trying while at the same time trying to put a, a, a excellent staff together. So uh, I knew the first thing first, you know, I had to hit the ground with recruiting myself and Coach O with a, a couple of days coming before signing day and, you know, still at the same time, you got this thing called that transfer portal. So it was kind of a deal where we said, well, let's sit back and see what we lose, you know. And that was the focus. We said we will sit back, see what we lose, and then the, the go back in uh, as far as the signing day and dibble dab in the portal ourselves and try to, you know, fill those needs. And I think we did a, a phenomenal job of, you know, replacing those student athletes that we were, weren't able to retain. And still at the same time, <clears throat> you know, continue to recruit, recruit those guys, you know, that, that were entering the portal. You know, we kept a, a good pipeline, good talk lines with the parents and those guys, and we were able to retain a couple key players uh, out of the portal that uh, jumped in it. So it was very productive, uh, you know, a uh, couple of days for us here at Jackson State. Yeah, I would say just a little bit, just a little, little bit. Charles, go ahead, follow up. Well, you know, Coach, and I don't know if I've had an opportunity to just say uh, congratulations. I, I think I have, but uh, congratulations again formally. Uh, but kind of walk us through that sales pitch because it's very unique to, to re-recruit what you have on on campus. And then also, you know, you have to sell Jackson State to this new crop. But, like, how how does that work in terms of what, what it is you're trying to tell these guys? Well, it is basically one thing that was in place. You had a couple of myself and Coach O in place. The head coach was in place. So I had to sell my vision and the plan and, the, you know, how to see uh, Jackson State here in the, in the future. You know, and that that was the main thing. I, you know, I tried to get on the phone with as many parents as I could, you know, and, you know, they're all about making sure they're, they're, their kids are taken care of, you know, as far as living and, you know, they're going to be developed. You know, and that was the main thing. Let's attack the parents in this process. And I thought me and myself and Coach O did a, a hell of a job of just going after the parents, letting them know, you know, uh, your head guys in place, tr you know, of course, trusted me to get a staff in here that's going to be, you know, unbelievable. So those were some things that we targeted, and I thought we did a good job of it. Eddie Drew, go ahead. Coach, you just said something about uh, your, your vision there for Jackson State. What we see the 2023 version of the Tigers, how much of that will be uh, what you see and what you envision versus the formula that Coach Sanders has left there and that has proven to be successful in the SWAC and for Jackson State? How much of that uh, will be blended together for this new vision? 
Well, it's like I told the team that going into that game um, at the Celebration Bowl, I told them Friday night, there will be, never be another 22, uh, 2022 team like that. Mm. You know, we got to focus on our goals of 2023. You know, uh, my vision is to go out and dominate uh, again. Um, we always want to keep that mindset. I will say that that will carry over. But um, we want to execute, put a good product on the field and win the SWAC championship and, uh, you know, get an opportunity again to go and compete in the Celebration Bowl. But the most important thing now, we're, like I said, we're taking it day to day. You know, right now we want to conquer and uh, dominate in the recruiting game, you know, get our student athletes back on campus, uh, get a strength coach, get our strength coach with those student athletes and con continue to de develop them, get them ready for the upcoming season. With that said, I want to jump in there and say, obviously a lot of people know about your history at Jackson State and um, the accolades you had there getting it done in a lot of ways. Uh, but you have been seizing and waiting for this opportunity and seeking this opportunity uh, to be a head coach, uh, groomed yeah. as an offensive coordinator and going through the ranks of coaching multiple yeah. positions and being all the way a coordinator, coaching in a championship game at the coordinator level uh, with former North Carolina Central for uh, Ali at that mag and then back uh, with Jackson State in a lot of ways. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what you're going to look at for creating your coaching staff? I'm sure as you prepare and sought these opportunities, you have some names, but people mm -hmm. change, they get into position, so you still got to go back down that Rolodex over a period of time. Obviously, at this point, not able to necessarily give names, but at least give us the thought process of who and what you are looking for in terms to fulfill your coaching staff. Well, you know, I always knew this moment would eventually come, so it was all about the relationships building, you know, in past years, you know, um, meeting other coaches, going to the coaching convention. So I always had like a five deep. That's what I like to call it. The guys, when that moment came uh, mm. for us uh, being a head coach, you know, it's all about the preparation. You don't want to let these kind of opportunities get on you. And you're not ready. That's the worst thing that can, you know, happen when you, once you're uh, labeled as a head coach. But um, I, I feel like I got a good group together. I can't really talk on them right now because we got to get some pen to paper, get some application That's right. done. That's right. So, but I, 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 I really feel good. We, we want to, like I said, continue to win and have success. We wanna, uh, I, I talk to the coaches about, you know, continue to preach character, you know, continue to play fast, continue to dominate games, you know, things like that. We're going to keep that mindset and, you know, we're going to get these guys in here. And heck, like I told them, I was talking to all of them, a few of them today, I need some help. <laughs> I need some help. I'm up here <laughs> trying to put this class together and stuff. So, Try to take a little weight off my shoulder, so I can't. I can't wait till we get these guys in here. I'm excited about the group. <laughs> no doubt about it. Charles, did you want to follow up? Yeah, I want to follow up in terms of some of what you brought in early. Uh, in terms of the names, uh, uh, Seven McGee, Tristan Sion, and Bruce Mitchell. Uh, just talk a little bit about what you are looking for and, and what you brought in thus far. Uh, like I said, Chuck, we we went out and recruited need. You know, with Seven McGee, with uh, you know, losing a player like Kevin Coleman in the portal, you know, you wanted to get, you had to get some more playmakers in here. You know, you see, see some of the things that Seven did at Oregon. There's a time in high school he can really uh, take games over and you know generate a lot of explosive plays. Um, anytime you know we lost uh, you know a couple cornerbacks, so we had to go out and con uh, we're continuing to pr uh, put depth in that room, but. With a young kid like uh, Tristan, you know, sky's the limit for him. You know, he walks around with 
he's a very confident kid. You know, he's a very confident kid. He believes that he can come in here and be dominant right now. And that's what we try to do. You know, like I said, feel need, but at the same time, we'll make sure the quality is good. I one follow-up question. You've been able to get to the Celebration Bowl uh, a couple of times. Tell us in terms of this new format. Yeah, I know you're going to get back in and do the final <laughs> chapter, so it's not about that side of it. But give right. the fans that have been galvanized by this, why is this from a coaching perspective and what you see in the players' eyes, why is it so special? Oh, it's the end game. <laughs> it's the end game. You get to that point and get an opportunity in, to play in the celebration bowl, you know you've done some things right in the season, you know, mm -hmm. because you're playing it to get through that swag, to get through the, uh, the season of the swag schedule and then have to play a, a swag championship game uh, and then get to that one. It's kind of it's the mecca, you know. That's that one that you're kind of playing for. You can see it, but you know you got to take care of everything that's out front first. So to get that opportunity to play in a game like that, to uh, as an HBCU to be on H, uh, ABC and you know uh, those kind of viewer numbers, it's an unbelievable moment. And you know you're playing for a national title. You're the best of the best. That's Sam. Uh... We'd be remiss if we didn't give you a chance to say anything that we didn't get to discuss. Go ahead and uh, give us any uh, information that you want to provide the viewers that we didn't ask you. Uh, just letting everybody know yesterday was just the beginning. You know, we got another signing day coming up. We're going to get this staff put in place here in the next week or so, a couple weeks, and we're not done. You know, we got some, other, some more big names coming down the pipe. Here in the next couple of days, you know, it's a lot of good players out there that want to be a part of what's going on at Jackson State. So we want to keep that momentum, uh, continue to win games, and keep that excitement. Hey, continue to support Jackson State football and the swag is, in a whole is itself because we're a brand that's, that's steady growing. No doubt about it. It's good to have you on, Coach T.C. Taylor. Wish you the best, uh, uh, except for maybe when you play uh, Prairie View, Texas Southern. <laughs> Hey, don't hey, keep hey, OBC, hey. OBC, Miami. <laughs> swag game one for you, Coach. I hope you're I, ready. I, coach, I, I know you're the head coach of Jackson State now, and <laughs> finally I might get a chance to beat you now in golf. I might make it, I hope. <laughs> hey, I, I don't think we get out there no time soon. It's the coldest. Yeah. Season, but hey, as soon as we get a little, a little warm weather, you know we're going to get out there. No doubt, hey, no doubt. You know, I can't take care. Honestly, Coach, I want to see you get it done. I, I want to see you, wish you the best. We've had a chance to really get to know each other, work with you, and I've seen the chase and the respect that you have in terms of the grind and the work that you put in to get at this level. So with that said, anybody that puts that work, I'm extremely excited when they get the opportunity, and I wish them the best, and I feel – uh, a part of that championship, as weird as it sounds, when I see you get it done at that level. So as the Thank 22nd head coach of Jackson State University, B, uh, Jackson State University, as a lot of them say in that area, I'm excited for you, proud for you, and look forward to the future. Uh, we'll be right back after this great break. You've heard it from T.C. Taylor, 22nd head coach of Jackson State University. Thank you, guys. Uh, Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us.
we'll be there soon. We? Is this the one? Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, and who's about, about. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Hope you enjoy those two interviews. As you get into your Christmas break, we wanted to give you a little extra love and, and provide you the next chapter as you see what's going on. Championship head coach Trey Oliver and then the 22nd head coach uh, T.C. Taylor. Now it's time to get into some of these final poll rankings. You've pretty much seen it. You know what's going on. But just for dexterity purposes, we're going to give you the top five part of uh, the major division uh, final rankings. We'll give you the marching sport. Then we'll get a little basketball. So let's let it run. Let's get in the top five of the major division. Uh, without further ado, at number five, uh, get into that matchup in terms of who's getting it done there as we look at it. Those are your 10. We see uh, Howard uh, all the way up to Prairie View. None of those have changed. Let's get into the top five programs there in terms of the mix as we get into it. Uh, at number five, you have Southern Jaguars, seven and four, five and three, 81 points. They stay at number five, bringing us to number four. Have none of them. North Carolina A&T State Aggies, seven and four, four and one, 66 points at number four, bringing us to number three. Florida A&M, 9-2, 93 points, three uh, staying there. And number two is now Jackson State Tigers. They fall for number one after carrying it for 13 weeks, if you would. They fall in the Celebration Bowl in the season at 12-1, 8-0. Uh, at 99 points, bring us to number one is North Carolina Central Eagles, 10-2 on the season, 4-1, uh, 12 first-place votes, all 120 points as they get it done and get to the 10 win mark that signature something about getting 10 wins uh, over the last 10 years at the major division will level it gets it done as they are the 2022 hbc major division national champions as we do for dr cavill's 2022 uh, charles you know this and you've been pushing this hard telling these sids to get out here and do the poll ranking you see 
just how clairvoyant we are. When we do our poll ranking, we're very serious about it. And it's eerie of how much our preseason top 10 really mirrors our top 10 in terms of at the end of the season. You might have a difference in terms of top five, three programs in terms of who gets it done over a series. But in terms of those teams that will be in the mix, uh, uh, we always have it in line. With that being said, let's get into the marching sport. Uh, wasn't a lot of change here uh, as we get it done in the top five. Uh, you see the bottom five there. They all remain the same in terms of those teams that were in the top five. There were some changes in the top five. Let's get into that. As you see, North Carolina Central Sound Machine Marching fall from undefeated 3-1, and 1-0, one, one and oh, 75 points. They fall two spots from number three, bringing us to number four. As we get in it, uh, number four is FAMU, 4-1, 3-1 on the season. Uh, they do move up a spot as Central falls behind them. At number three, you saw a little bit there, Southern Human Jukebox, 5-2 on the season, 4-1, 75 points. They also move up a spot from number four, bringing us to number two, Alabama State Hornets, Mighty Marching Hornets, a 4-1, 2-1, 78 points two, as they remain there. And the number one, as they get through the season, not quite undefeated, but they get the big win in the celebration bowl, 10-1, and 7-1, 90 points, nine first-place votes as they get it done and remain number one as they earn Doctorville's first HBCU marching sport. Um, uh, the second poll ranking, they get it done as Southern got it done. So uh, Southern last year, the human jukebox, this year is Sonic Bowl South. Uh, as we see, they get up to 10 wins in the contest. That's pretty significant. Anytime you get to that 10-win level, you've been what doing a lot of march and a lot of winning in terms of your battle boom. So credit uh, to the Sonic Boom South. Let's get into some of the basketball top five as we do week zero, starting it out pretty much before you get into conference play. We had some big tournaments, some matchups, non-conference, some big wins. But let's see top five. Let's do the women first. Can we get into women first or you want to do the men first, A.D. Drew? Whichever one you tell me, sir. Let's do the women. Let's Sherry's not dead. Let's get into the women. Top five top, program. Top five. Yeah, top five. As we get into the major division for the women, let me know your thoughts as we get into uh, top five there. All right, here we Re go. Receiving votes, North Carolina Central Eagles are five and eight. Uh, as um, this is a sending program, they've struggled over the last couple of years. I want to give them some credit in terms of what they're getting in terms of North Carolina Central Eagles. So fascinating. Uh, they have three plus uh, Division One wins on the early part of the conference, uh, five wins with some non. Uh, Division one wins, they get it done as they're five and eight uh, receiving votes. Getting into the top five, let's see at number five, Tennessee State Tigers. The Lady Tigers over there, eight and five overall, uh, winning record 70 points, playing really solid, uh, getting over three Division one wins early in the season, playing really good basketball. At number four, as we get into the mix uh, moving forward, you have Jackson State Tigers, two and seven, played a strong schedule. Um, they have a lot of teams that will not put them on the schedule. They got two Division One wins that puts them at the top. One first place vote, as you see, with do 81 points at number four. Bringing us to number three, uh, North Carolina A&T comes in here with a winning record, six and five, 83 points. The Aggies, uh, Lady Aggies are playing some pretty good basketball. We'll see how they remain during the season. They have two wins over HBCU programs, including Pabla, that are some of the teams that you probably want to keep your eyes on. They got a victory over them earlier in this season. Bringing us to number two, uh, getting the state. Morgan State Bears, 75, quietly with two first-place votes, 101 points. 
Um, very solid this season in terms of what they're doing. They have over four or five Division One wins, so playing really solid. Uh, number one probably won't surprise anybody once you see their record. They already have ten wins, uh, six, seven Division One wins, ten and three on the season. Uh, five first place votes, 114 points, looking really solid here. I will take a break here and kind of get your thoughts on this. Uh, Drew, any thoughts on the top five major divisions for the women? And then we'll go with you, Charles. Yeah, Doc, the only thing is I I, I know we have to do these December, early January polls, but I cringe when I look at a poll, especially a top five that has sub-500 teams, especially Jackson State's 2-7 and seven record is not reflective of how good this team is and will be when they get into conference play. So, you know, uh, I cringe, but the only discrepancy I may have is just because of that record, I would have had to have put Jackson State 5 despite how, how good they've played in their non-conference season just because 2-7 and seven just does not look good. I'd rather see that 5-6 or six team. One step higher, just just on the stakes purposes. I can see that. That makes sense. Charles, what are your thoughts? Top five women. No, I, I give kudos to those teams that are above five hundred, uh, especially when you're playing this uh, November December schedule. So it gives me, you know, uh, an eye to look towards something as we get towards January. But to echo what uh, AD was saying, uh, it, it's 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 tough, you know, because you know these teams that are playing non-conference schedule are better than what the record shows. And, and I think once we get into uh, conference play, you'll see uh, the strength of them playing uh, out of conference and playing on the road constantly. Uh, they will be battle-tested, if you will, as they get to conference play. Well, let's get into the men's and see what they did in their non-conference uh, rankings and see your thoughts on this. You might have some of the same thing, but you have some teams with winning records. Let's get into the top five in terms of who's receiving votes and then let you know what's going on. You have Coppin State Eagles, 5-9 and nine on the season. Uh, they have four Division One wins, including uh, winning two or three straight, so they're playing some good basketball, as well as North Carolina Antique Aggies. Uh, they split uh, in the Chris Paul uh, HBCU uh, basketball uh, classic over there, if you would, uh, challenge uh, as they uh, defeated Texas Southern. Uh, but lost to Norfolk State, so they at five and seven. Let's get in the top five in terms of the poll rankings here and see what's going on here. Number five, North Carolina Central Eagles, six and seven on the season, six to nine points, uh, have uh, three Division One wins in terms of what's going on, but they've played uh, some challenging schedules, played a lot of games thus far as they get in the conference place. It'll be interesting to see what they're able to do. They should be at the top of the MEAC, but the MEAC is pretty tough at the top, so we'll see what that looks like. Bringing us to number four in terms of the ranking, you have Howard Bison sitting at seven and eight, seven three points uh, ranked at number four. Bringing us to number three, as you see at the MEAC, getting it done, Grambling State Tigers, six and five, uh, one first place vote, 92 points. Uh, they've had some big wins, including the one that opened the season, kind of stunned a lot of folks, Pac-12. Uh, they did it again against Vanderbilt, uh, but those are not the only games they've had wins. As you see, they've uh, dug up six of those wins to get in six and five. Let's get into number two in terms of what that looks like. Tennessee State Tigers, eight and five. They got a couple wins over some HBCU programs and then some solid D1 wins as well. Tennessee State looks to be a problem in the OBC. It'll be fascinating. They were selected preseason number two. Uh, they're right now they're rolling four first place votes, 103 points, bringing us to number one. 
none other than Norfolk State Spartans sit at nine and five. They went undefeated the second year in a row. They went undefeated in the Chris Paul HBCU Challenge, uh, and they continue to roll as Norfolk State is the king of the castle right now. Six first place votes, 115 points. Great article in uh, previously what was the undefeated Aspire, as you see it now. With that being said, starting with you, Charles, what are you thinking in the top five for the men? Uh, very interesting with regards to Norfolk State. I mean, they just have just a very solid program. I always uh, keep an eye on what those MEAC schools are doing over there, especially non-conference play. It just, it's just a different brand of basketball. It's just fun to uh, watch and see how they progress uh, through the course of the year. But I tell you what turned my head uh, this uh, past December is the, the SWAC Pac-12 Challenge. Uh, to see those SWAC teams do as well as they did. I'm really looking forward to conference play and to see these uh, teams duke it out week in, week out. Yeah, those are some struggles, some teams that probably would have got into the top uh, five or at least receiving votes. Prairie View, uh, in terms of her uh, on HBC night, he gave us top five. He had Prairie View five. Uh, a lot of it, what he saw with Washington State, Southern is looking really good in regards to that. And Alcorn, it has three for Division One wins, they're not even. That just lets you know in a lot of ways how deep it is on the men's side and some teams that are playing some good basketball. Hopefully we'll start seeing a little more of that MEAC swag, uh, North Carolina A&T, Tennessee State, even Hampton in the mix, uh, give you some better indication of what teams uh, and coaches want to see. You see competitive games. One thing about the HBCU Challenge uh, presented by Chris Paul, all those games were close, including an overtime game just to give you some indication of the, the maturation and type of games that were being played uh, when you talk about that, how that looks there, even uh, with Norfolk State having a great winning record when they came up against those other teams. They had some great matchups there. Aiden hey, Drew, uh, what are your thoughts in terms of the men on the top five? First of all, congratulate to the, uh, to the Norfolk State Spartans who had their both their men and their women top the uh, yeah. the huddle report, you know that yeah. that that's that's hard to do. Uh, number two, I'll be I'll be waiting to see next week when you come out with the bid major polls, just to see kind of uh, mm-hmm. what the thought of your pulses are on the bid major polls. But the one thing I noticed is who was not in the in the top five: mm-hmm. Texas Southern, Preview. Neither one of them in the top five. So, you know, just kind of interesting to see those traditional SWAC power names not in the top five on the SWAC side, but you saw the traditional names, the Dolph folks and the Centrals, in there in on the great point on the BX side. And that poll just aesthetically looked a lot better record-wise than the women's poll. Great mm-hmm. points. Great points. And you're right when you talk about Prairie View, Texas Southern. I think they'll be in the mix, uh, as I said, uh, all corner Southern. What would be the Western Division, as we're talking in football, just think about what we've seen in terms of the Division One wins on that side. Uh, so far, man, that first week out of the box, you're going to see some great matchups. Uh, a lot of rival games for nobody on campus. That's the only thing I hate about the SWAC schedule. Yeah, that's a good point, and people have kind of had some concerns with that over the years uh, in terms of what that looks like. Let's get into the last one before we close out and bid people adieu essentially for this year. Let's get into the way, way too early top five football poll rankings, Charles. I want to mm. see what I think people get a little kick out of this. But way, mm. way too early. Let's get in there and put that up and see what people think about this way, way too early poll ranking. 
uh, receiving votes there. Uh, we got a couple of teams in there. Give me, give me uh, a second, give me a second, Dr. Gavilla. I got to find the right slide. No problem. Uh, <clears throat> keep talking about it. I and it's going to be the ranking down. over here. Uh, when you get into it, should be week 16, 12, 22, way, way too early poll rankings. You're going to have seated Prairie View. There's going to be some receiving votes. I want to tease it out a little bit about some of those teams that are in the top five, what that looks like, and see where everybody thinks when you get into those uh, top five programs uh, at the bottom there. It's going right, to be we, some of them we, same type of teams. We're ready, uh, Let's get into a team receiving vote. That's Prairie View. Uh, Panthers is 6-5 and five and 5-3 five and this season. Have them just outside of the top five. Pretty good uh, recruiting class. If you early signing, got some depth in terms of defensive line. Um, in terms of the HBCU recruiting, we talked about Jackson State being number one. Prairie View was in that list at number 10. So we'll see what happens in February, spring, who's out of the portal, and we'll get a chance to reevaluate this. But right now, they're outside of it. Let's get into number five in terms of that top part of that. Keep going to that one because that was uh, what they were in there, but it was actually Southern Jaguars, seven and four, five and three, as they played in the SWAC championship, championship game against Jackson. Uh, they are at the five as they close the season. They remain in the top five for the way, way too early. Green to number four, Alcorn State Braves, five and six, four and four. Disappointing season to a lot of folks, but they were still in the top 10 at number nine, number four. What's interesting to me when you get into that, Charles, you know how I like to think about the scheduling. Alcorn will have Southern at home, home for the first time in two years. Wow. They also wow. have Prairie View back at home um, in terms of a favorable schedule. Obviously, they got to mm -hmm. go to Jackson. Uh, but outside of that, in terms of a pretty favorable schedule with what would perceive to be some of their tough, toughest matchups, they do have them at home. They do got to go on the road to Texas Southern. So it'll be fascinating there in terms of what happened um, with Southern getting Prairie View at home. Uh, Prairie View has to go on the road. They also have to go to Texas Southern. Another reason maybe they're outside of the top five. Greens number three. Jackson State, as they close at number two, Little behind, 12 and 1, 8 and 0. You saw the number one recruiting class. So this could be a little more interesting thing. But right now, this early part had them at number three falling off just a little bit. It makes it interesting because guess who's at number two? At number two, Florida A and Rallis at 9 and 2, 7 and 1, three place vote, first place votes. Uh, they have a lot coming back. Uh, should be fascinating. A lot of experience, not a lot of change. So can they finally get it done in terms of the Eastern Division, play for a championship, and find their way to the Celebration Bowl, which they couldn't quite get done in the MEAC or the SWAC? So coming in, a lot of expectation. How will they handle it? Way, way too early uh, poll rankings there. Let them get into number one as we get North Carolina Central Eagles. Uh, you had Coach Oliver uh, talk about how young that team was in a lot of ways. So it looks like they may be a little ahead of schedule. Uh, in terms of how they finished this season at 10 and 2, 4 and 1. Uh, but preseason, number one. Starting with you, AD Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of the way, way too early top five poll rankings for Dr. Bills going into 2023 football season? 
one through three, I've I've got to agree with uh one through one through three. Obviously, you have to go with the uh, defending champion, especially as young as they were. Uh, what ninety two percent of their roster is scheduled to return, or some some ridiculous number like that. So mm-hmm. that, that absolutely makes sense. And take take my FAMU bias out of it, uh, just the consistency with the coaching staff and the players coming back. FAMU should be slightly favored in that in that game uh, over Jackson State as of as of right now. Obviously, we'll wait to see to what comes out of the uh, rest of the signing period. Uh, four and five. I'm kind of skeptical about uh four and five. You know, I'm, I'm, uh Alabama State, where are they at? Can't discount, can't discount Texas Southern as long as Andrew Body is around. You know, they, they have a quarterback. They may have probably the top returning quarterback in the conference coming back. Well, in Andrew Body, one, one thing I, I like that, and I think you are correct. The one concern is remember he got hurt and he had uh shoulder issues, so there's some concern to see how he comes back off the shoulder. The only reason he's had a little more pause. They got a big signing for a quarterback coming in. So it'll be interesting to see what they look like. And this is a guy that played uh pretty well uh from an FCS program starting as a freshman. So uh Texas Southern's uh, trying to load up, but I do see your point. And so and Southern does time. not have a quarterback, so I <laughs> no quarterbacks is along with all, along with Alcorn. Neither one of those teams have I a quarterback. Southern no quarterback. So I I I need I have to drop I really have to drop both of them out, possibly put Prairie View in there, one of those other two teams that I mentioned. So that's just Man, they already trying and, to get they yeah, trying and, to get your quarterback in the portal, say he's going to Southern. So man, it's crazy. <laughs> oh interesting. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah. I had point well taken. I like where you went with that. Nobody out of the MEAC other than uh, North Carolina Central. Well, that, 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 that's my thing. I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, and I'm going to throw a curveball. I think a team like Morgan State can work their way up into uh, the top Morgan. five because uh, yeah. I think Damon Wilson is building something special there. So if there's any team I think that's going to uh, go out and attempt to challenge uh, North Carolina Central, I'd be keeping an eye out on Morgan State. Uh, I think, you know, Jackson State's got a big, 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 big chip on their shoulder. So uh, we're going to see what that team looks like mm-hmm. in the post-prime era. And I think that could um, uh, be some headwind uh, going into the season, especially I think uh, the majority of the thought process is they're going to fall behind Florida a and Florida a and is bringing back uh, their starting signal caller. But I got to point out, in past, what, three, four meetings, Jackson State has knocked off a yeah, yeah, that's po- before prime too. P- yeah, yeah. P- P- I think P- y'all beat us up prime. there, if I remember right. In eighteen, yeah, I but, think y'all but, beat us up there uh, in eighteen. Yeah, beat uh, beat you. I mean, beat fam in in, in Jackson and at Bragg as well. Yeah, last four oh, games. I forgot about the one in Bragg. State. I forgot about the one in Bragg. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, at to your point, HBC recruiting rankings twenty twenty three per two four seven. To get people some excitement and how this may correlate with the way way too early as we come to a close. At number 10, they have Prairie View, uh, Tavon Alexander, uh, Caleb Johnson with some of the big signings in that uh, class. At number nine, Alabama State uh, with Josh Daniels, Ethan Tokes, T-O-O-K-E-S, make sure I get that right. At number eight, North Carolina Central, Markel Quick and Andre Mitchell. At number seven, Tennessee State, Demetric Crenshaw, Monroe Beard and Romello Watson. 
At number six, Southern, D Darius Jackson, Cameron Foster. Number five, to your point, Charles Bishop, Morgan State, Jaden mm. Kofin, Keith and Gooden, and Todd Smith. At number four, Grambling, uh, Strong Chantrell Key, Devin Samples. At number three, Alcorn, uh, Tyler Making and Mario Blakes. At number two, Florida A&M, Jaquez Yant and Kelvin Dean. At number one, as we started out the show and told you about, was Jackson State, Stephen McGee, Tristan Sion, and Bruce Mitchell. So two of the coaches that we told you about have recruiting class in top ten. And so don't worry about it. HBCUs are certainly going to continue to muscle forward, and it looks like we'll be having plenty to talk about. With that being said, we want to wish everybody happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa. Well, we will be back next week, regular time. Obviously, we stop our Sunday shows as we get out of the football season, but wanted to say have, uh, holidays again to everybody in regards to having a great uh, football season. And before we tune off, Charles, you want to say anything to everybody in terms of the holiday spirit? Yeah, definitely. Happy holidays to everyone. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Uh, thank you. Thank you for allowing us into your homes uh, throughout the course of the year. So very appreciative for that and very appreciative of you, Dr. Gaville, for providing this platform, this space, uh, Black College Sports Network, providing this platform, this space to talk about this diaspora that we call HBCU sports. No doubt about it. A.D. Drew, any comments from you? First of all, I want to thank you, Dr. Gaville, for allowing me to be uh, your producer on most of your shows and for allowing me to come in front of the camera when, when I when I produce uh, when uh, when the professors are out on assignment. So I uh, appreciate that opportunity. I uh, want to thank, uh, thank Charles and uh, Neely, those guys over at the pregame show, for doing that extensive coverage of what oh, they yeah. have done for Jackson State University and HBCUs in general, whether you're a Jackson State fan, whether you're not a Jackson State fan, you cannot deny the hard work and effort that those two gentlemen have put in Thank you. there uh, in, in Jackson to bring you uh, the story of Jackson State uh, University. Also, uh, want to thank my partner, Brian Fulford, for being with me on the sports rap for actually bringing me onto the sports rap and coming up with that idea. Uh, I believe that was 2017 when we started it. Oh my wow. God, it's been too many years since we, uh, <laughs> since we started that. And uh, of course the uh, network, but for everybody who's out there, thank you for allowing us into our homes. Hope you continue to do positive things as far as HBCU and spreading the gospel of the good things that HBCUs do. It's going to be cold throughout most of the nation this weekend, so please make sure you bundle up and stay healthy and covered up so that you don't get sick and you can make it into the new year nice and healthy. Amen. Thank you for listening inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues as the closing statements were well said by both of you gentlemen. I am Dr. Kenyatta Kabil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening, Dr. Kabil's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, A.D. Drew, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We look forward to next week as we discuss the latest in the news and bring in the new year. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Kabil, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's D-R. K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Inside the HBC Sports Lab on Twitter. That's Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Inside the HBC Sports Lab. 
Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Horse. Drew? Lecture. Dismiss. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy, Happy holidays. New Year. Happy Kwanzaa.